you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Uh, Sherry B. and J-Mac are also on tap to help us navigate the show. And we're going to get around to your calls in the last segment of the program. So make sure you stick around for that. I want to have Will the Great remind our listeners of what's happening next month, the Daddy-Daughter Date Night. Um, oh, So yeah. important and so practical, something that dads and daughters can do together. Um, we are constantly talking about the fact, the fact that we do not have to lose our kids to this culture. The mm-hmm. Lord has really set us up to win. And then there are the practical ways that we can um, work toward that, being obedient to the Lord, investing in our children, discipling our children, spending time with our children. And this is just another one of those opportunities next month. I want to say February 13th. 13th. Yeah. Okay. Father, daughter uh, banquet uh, is happening at First Baptist Church in Baldwin. And so uh, let me just pull it up here, the announcement. If you want to uh, get tickets, call 662-365-5201, uh, 662-365-5201. Uh, tickets are $30, um, regardless of how many daughters. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's just going to be a great time and I think, you know, it's just going to be a time of encouragement for fathers and their daughters and, um, and you know, looking at what the Lord has been putting on my heart to speak. I, I'm hoping that it's a, it's a tremendous blessing to those who will come. But mm-hmm. if you if you would uh, like a ticket uh, for this father-daughter uh, banquet, it's 662-365-5201. Well, I want to get back into our discussion from yesterday but before we do that, I just want to um, publicly confess uh, last night something really strange happened and I never expected this to really happen to me. I've seen it happen to other parents. I've seen it happen to other moms. Um, <clears throat> just frankly speaking, I thought I was better than those people. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I turned into um, I, t- I turned into one of those like kind of NBA moms. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, it was very shocking to me. Uh, our little Sam Whip, <laughs> our little Sam Whip played what we thought was going to be his last basketball game of the season, <laughs> and um, it's the playoffs. Yeah, right. And their little team has worked so hard. Yeah, all season. Mm-hmm. And they, the very first game they played, they won. Right. So it was like, whoa, okay, great. And then that was it. <laughs> then there there was a great famine on the court. Great famine. Yeah. And um and so anyway, so last night he had his his final game, his his playoff game and you and I because JD also plays basketball. Right. Um we've been kind of splitting up. So like you take JD to his game and yeah. and, and I take Sam Witt. And um and so every, you know, every time they have a, a little game 
it's one of those things where you kind of you're like, oh, it's OK, buddy. I mean, you know, you, you gave it your all. You did, you know, and you, you try. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah, want the win yeah. to be important. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, the win is important. It is. Like, I you mean, know, you the know, win is important, you, right? You want to win. So, you, know? you want to win, but you don't want to, you know, you, exactly. You, yeah, you do. You, you do. And so last night on the way <laughs> on the way to the game, I gave him the best coaching <laughs> advice probably available to man. I said, listen, buddy. Uh, you've got nothing to lose. <laughs> okay. <It's> true. <laughs> I, I said, just play hard. Mm. I said, just don't, because what I've, what I've observed is that he is very like calculated, right? Mm-hmm. If he thinks he's going to miss, he won't even take the shot. Mm-hmm. So I've been telling him, you know, go ahead, take the shot. You know, you, you, and so this time I said, I said, I said, Sam Witt, I don't care. I don't care how many you miss. I said, go ahead. Take the shot. As many as you can get, just take them. Even if they just fly out, and I don't care. Just play and just do your best, you know? <laughs> so last night, their team won. <laughs> there had been a drought all year. Last night, their team won. Mm-hmm. They scored eight points. <laughs> Y'all, he's five. They scored five, eight okay. points, and <laughs> Sam Witt scored half the points. <laughs> I should have said he scored half the points and then told you how many it was, right? Like I should have, I should have said, so Sam Witt scored half the points, um, bringing his team to victory. I'm not a sports announcer. I don't know how they would do this. They'd probably do it way better than I would. Um, but he took the shots and, and I was so surprised. There's one shot that one of the other moms actually caught. She recorded it and, and she sent it to me. He was like super far away from the basketball goal. And, um, and then he just, boom, and it went in. It, it was, it was like unbelievable. And 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 at that moment, mm-hmm. I embarrassingly turned into that mom <laughs> as he was running away from the basketball goal to the other side to the other goal. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what came <laughs> over me, but um, I was standing up. And, <laughs> And I was going, ah, yeah, like just like yelling and pointing at him, and 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 then and then and then the moment after the moment is over, you realize how embarrassing it is what you just did. And so then, so, so then I sat down, and I and I realized, you know, uh, he's five. He's, we're not. It's not NBA. It's not. You know what I mean? He's not That's bringing funny. home any. You know, whatever titles or any. I don't know. Um, but I thought about how, uh, I don't know, you can tell me, because I hear you and JD talking about sports from time to time. Yeah. I don't understand the language that you guys are speaking, <laughs> but I hear you guys saying things like triple doubles and whatever, whatever, <laughs> and, and all of these things. And I was thinking, so how do you describe what Sam Witt did last night? Because that's so job. important to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he made two triple baskets and he played great defense. He really did. You know, oh, so man. I'm stealing the ball. Because that's the, that's the other part of the story. So you were giving me updates. Mm-hmm. Of what was going on, so I'm reading them to uh, JD and Gabby and Mariah, and they like they're getting hype at home. And JD's like, "Can I go? Can I go? Can you just drop me off?" <laughs> I'm like, "Man, we might, you know, we might embarrass him if we if we come." Like, Man, could, could could you just drop me off? So me and JD ended up going to see this pretty much some of the second half of the game. Yeah, yeah, and they won. So. Yeah, um, it was exciting. Yeah, it was, you know, it was one of those things where it is it is fun to just play. Like we say that all the time. It's fun to just play, but it is also fun to win. Mm. And and so that was something that was that was really neat. And um, and 
um, so now there's another game. Yeah, so it's it's a little tournament. So they won, so they got to play the team that is like undefeated. This is this makes me a bad mom. I understand, but you guys, I I don't care what you think about me. Um, there was a small part of me that was like, oh yay, the season's over. You know, because there's they get serious about it, and and then you had some some games where you had back to back games. They yeah, play one like, one game, right? Two and then two, you know. two in a row, and uh, so yeah. and, and the ironic part about Sam Witten is is basketball. So they're on his level, five year old. Um, they're going to be playing a team that is undefeated, and the coach <laughs> for the team yeah. that's undefeated is JD's coach on a. It's it's a weird on a, dynamic on the older level. So it's yeah. <laughs> it's funny, it's funny. And speaking, and this is I know this is not a sports show. We don't you know. But speaking of, while we're on the topic of sports, uh, Sean Payton is retiring. Is uh, that the Saints coach? Yeah, that's pretty sad. Oh. I just hope he don't go and coach the Dallas Cowboys. Is that, that a possibility? Yeah, but I hope that does not happen. He okay. may go in and be an announcer or something like that. Like you know, But after that, he might try to coach again. I hope it's not Dallas. That's all I got to say about that. So you're right. We'll move on because I do want <laughs> to. But a lot I of do people have in a Texas, question. You know. Okay. Listen. Yeah. But I they do have a like, question. Bring them on. Yeah. Okay. Ahead. So maybe I don't understand why would he be considered retiring, mm-hmm. but then going to another team? Well, he's are he, the Saints getting rid of him? I don't know. No, understand. no, no. He's retiring. The Saints would not get rid of him. Okay. <laughs> he's retiring, and I think he's gonna. I don't know what he's gonna do, but that there are rumors that he will go and do some broadcast stuff. But and there's always a possibility that after he does that, if he does that, that he would coach again, you know. Okay. I just hope it's not, you know. Okay. Well. <laughs> then, moving on. Um, that's just, you know, because I'm a Saints fan. You know, yeah, no, of course. I mean, and, and really, <laughs> anybody who loves the Lord would be a Saints fan. Um, I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I just couldn't. I could have resisted. I just chose not to. Sorry. Okay. Um, so I wanted to pick up yesterday's discussion and just kind of follow up with that. And then yeah. again, open the phone lines up and, and get some of our. Um, our brothers and sisters thoughts on it. We we're talking about yesterday, stolen words and abandoned mm-hmm. posts. Mm-hmm. So when the culture robs us of words, those who don't fear God, um, and then they take those words and then they redefine those words. Uh, but what so often happens is that we abandon our post, meaning as, as kind of guarding those words, understanding the importance of words yeah. um, to, to dire consequences, right? So the effects of that, we don't quickly recover from. So I was talking about yesterday, I was talking about the rainbow, right? And, mm. and even sort of redefining the meaning and the significance of the rainbow. Well, that belongs to us. That, that is ours. I don't know right. how, um, how much more emphatically you can express that or communicate that, um, which I believe, you know, as emphatic as we can, as emphatic as we can be about it, we should mm-hmm. because it has eternal implications. Yeah. The, the understanding of what God spares us from. Right. Um, then we also talked about the etymology of the word gay um, in the sense of how that word had changed over time after I researched the etymology of the word. Now, I always believed, at least from the time that I started to conceptualize and think about the difference between using the word gay versus homosexual, mm-hmm. I believed that it was right for us to make sure that we were accurate and that we were not being manipulated in the way that we communicated, that we were not guilty of trying to soften behavior right which had been the aim to make sure that you don't draw attention to what we're actually talking about here um but brother don i remember man this was this was so important this was one of the things that he said all the time 
we have to be sure that we are not acting in favor of those who oppose us. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we say things like gay, what we are doing is, in a sense, we are obscuring or we are kind of shielding or um, protecting those who are practicing what is abhorrent, what is abominable to the Lord. We're actually using their terms um, to kind of cover up, to kind Mm -hmm. of mask what is actually happening. And so homosexual um, would be more accurate. Homosexual would be more accurate. Yeah. Um, I I, I arrived at the conclusion yesterday. This is a quick recap. I arrived at the conclusion yesterday that I'm I'm not as driven to reclaim the word gay, mm-hmm. even even as we looked at the etymology of it and understanding the origin of it, meaning happy and and joyful and full of life and colorful and vibrant. Um, I'm not I'm not so pressed to recover that only because I believe that words and meanings can and do change by culture. Right. That those things can change but we don't have to use them. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm right, saying? Right. Um, the rainbow. Mm, no. Right. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's make sure that we continue telling the truth about the significance of the rainbow and what God did. That is not up for negotiation. That is not um, differentiated uh, by culture. Mm-hmm. Today, what I want to say in this part two is don't let them have diversity. Mm. Don't let wow. them have diversity. Yeah. yeah. So we started talking about this yesterday, and and I want to take just a little bit, the rest of this segment and then the next segment, to kind of break this down. And as as much as I can, I don't want to um, just sort of fly by assuming that we're all on the same page. I want to go back to the beginning when we say diversity is God's idea. It's important for us to go back to the starting point Mm -hmm. as God reveals himself to his creation. He gives us an account whereby he reveals himself to us. He allows us to kind of take a peek, if you will, um, back to a time where we didn't exist, right? Praise God. But diversity is God's idea from the beginning God displays diversity in his creation, not only in the creatures that he creates, not only in the plants and the trees and all of this, all of these things are diverse. They vary, right? But also in mankind. In fact, and this is something so interesting to me. So as I was rereading the creation account and looking at all the times that God says it's good, right? There's evening and there's morning the first day. Mm. And the Lord God saw that it was good. There is only one time that God says it's not good. And that's by the time we get to Genesis 2.18, where we now zoom in on the creation of man. And God says it's not good for man to be alone. So God diversifies. All right. We'll be right back after this. on the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks for doing that. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's uh, Canton Jones, No One Greater. Don't let them have diversity. That's my cry. That's my cry. Don't let them have diversity. Now, listen, I, I'm going to get into this discussion, and I may use some disclaimers. I guess just assuming that people have not heard me talk about diversity, have not heard me talk about God's 
plan for diversity. I've done entire presentations on this in case you also have not heard my presentation on critical race theory or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I, I will give this disclaimer and there may not be many people listening who are hearing me for the first time, but just in the event that you are, I need you to understand something. I do not placate to the culture. That's, that's not my personality. That's not in my personality to do. (laughs) Um, And it makes me uncomfortable when people do it. You know what I mean? When, when people are trying to show that they are, um, they've got like a culture pass where they, they can make it, you know what I mean? Like here's your hall pass kind of a thing. It's just really weird to me. And, and I, and I feel like it's awkward when people do it. So I don't do it. What I also don't do, what I also don't do is deny the truth. So that usually puts, and I think Will the Great, I think you would agree with me, it usually puts us in a very uncomfortable position Mm because you don't usually neatly fit in any one place. Right. 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 Because you've got one group. Now, these are the people, listen to me. These are the people who are not going to be anchored by the word of God. If you're anchored by the word of God, if the word of God is your straight edge, what will often happen is that you're going to find yourself not fitting neatly in a lot of the cultural institutions in which you exist. That's true. Okay. So what that means is you've got some people who are like, oh, they're pushing everywhere you look. They're just pushing diversity. They're just pushing it everywhere you look. That's what they want to talk about. And so in order to resist this, because people are tired of being controlled, Mm -hmm. people are tired of being manipulated, right? People are tired of being told something about themselves. that's not true. So people start resisting it. They start pushing against it. And so now they reject anything that looks like what the culture is trying to push. And that's, that's like human nature. We do that type of thing almost with, with everything, you know, so there's some, you know, extreme that happens. And so Mm -hmm. we, we try to push back the other way so much so far. Yeah. That we, that we lose the good things that are there, you know? Yes. So, so my thing is this, I don't virtue signal. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to do that. Like, and, and let me tell you why I don't feel the need to do that because telling a person that you are a Christian is one of the most humbling and in some instances embarrassing things that you can never do. And people are like, wait, embarrassing? Please explain, Miki. Well, because think about what you're saying when you tell a person that you are a Christian. When you say, I'm a Christian, you're saying, I deserve the wrath of God. I should be punished just by way of the fact that I exist. That sin remains in me. I'm, I'm conceived in iniquity. That's what you're talking. You're saying I'm a bad person, but there is one who took the penalty I deserve. Hmm. You you're publicly acknowledging that you're bad. Hmm. All right. That you deserve death, but there is someone who died in your place. So, so really you can't really come back from that and try to appear on your own virtuous. Like you're not good. You've already publicly confessed. You're not good. You've already said it. Right. So you can't come back and try to like virtue signal. Therefore, I don't do it. Like, why? Why would I need to do that? Right. There's no reason. In addition to that, there's also not a reason to remove ourselves or to push ourselves away from what God has already designed, what God Mm -hmm. has already set up. Diversity is God's idea. And, And you'll notice that as we work our way through this, I'm not talking about the way the culture has redefined diversity. In fact, the culture has been able to redefine diversity because the church has moved away from it. So mm. the culture has been able to take it and say, and now it's uh, gender uh, variations and it's and this and it's that. And in organizations. Diversity, equity, <laughs> inclusion. Right. By the way, guys, you know that, that that is like the most sought after position to be filled in companies today. 
diversity and equity inclusion officer. It's like moved up the ranks to like a vice presidential position. It's crazy. It's crazy. So what do you do? I'm the VP of DEI. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I handle diversity, equity, and inclusion. Wow. And they pay you six figures for that, huh? <laughs> like, you know, it's some, it's some, okay, I'm getting off track here. Sometimes I, I look at these guys and I'm reading this information. I'm listening to this information and I'm like, oh, Lord. But it wouldn't be long before they'd, they'd hire me. They'd put me in that position. And then they'd be like, that's not the manual. Why is she using the Bible? You know, anyways. Um, diversity, Man. equity, and inclusion. Because the church moved away from diversity. It would be cool that's to why. hire somebody like you and you get, a, you get rid of all the partiality. Like you start <laughs> addressing like those issues. Yeah. It wouldn't be long that you would be there. but I'd, 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 I'd go in there. It'd be, it'd be a list of my favorite things. You get a Bible and you get a Bible and you get a Bible. And they're like, what are you doing? That's your manual. This is your DEI manual. Let's get into it and see what the Bible has to say mm. about diversity. Wow. We do that in churches. Okay. okay. All right. Anyways. All right. So listen, diversity is God's idea. People like Miki, you only have this segment here. Okay. <laughs> if you are to open the phone lines, please move quickly. Okay. Diversity is God's idea. From the beginning, God displays diversity in his creation. We already went over that. The one place that you see in scripture where God says it's not good when he's in the process of creating is when he creates man and man is alone. And what does God say? Genesis chapter two, verse 18. It's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So now we have diversity. Now we have male and female. Hmm. All right. Now we have male and female in, ex in, in addition to the existing diversity that we already had in the creatures and the animals and in the plants and all this. Now in humankind, you have diversity. And then what is the charge that God gives them? Y'all just read, just read it. Just read the Bible. The charge that God gives them, they are charged to diversify to produce more different people. <laughs> Be fruitful and multiply. Fruitful, it means to branch off. To be numerous is the term for multiply. So to go ahead and make more different people. It's not just you two. Go ahead and make more different people. And you say, well, that might be a stretch. And that's because you only think in black and white. That's because when you hear diversity, you only think in black and white because we've been programmed to think that way. We've got to think biblically about God's design for diversity. What do we find? Okay, so what was God's plan? God's plan was that the earth would be filled with diverse people, with various people, with different people, different character traits. That was God's plan. But right. early on, we find a collection of people who start to really feel like there's somebody. They're like, hey, yo, we know how to make bricks over here. <laughs> So they're like, you know what we can do? We can all stay together. Let's not scatter. Mm -hmm. Let's not be fruitful and fill the earth with various people and diverse people groups. Let's not do that. Even though that's what God said, let's not do that. Let's, let's, um, let's hang out over here in Babylon <laughs> and let's build a tower and make a name for ourselves. That way we won't be scattered and spread out. We'll, We'll make a name for ourselves. And, and part of the things that's really going to characterize the name that we make for ourselves is, uh, you know, rebellion against God. <laughs> we'll, we'll do what we want around here. But what does God do? God goes in or comes down, the Bible says, right? Which is really, is really kind of like a, a, maybe it's not, but I'm animated, but it's a humorous moment. They're like, we're going to build a tower that reaches heaven 
and God says, let's go down and see what they've done. In other words, they're failing. Yeah. They're trying. They're, so, 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 okay. Anyway, so if I were talking to my kids, I'd be like, so God is not sitting in heaven going, hey, how did you guys get up here? Right? He's, he's, let's go down and see what they've done. Like, let's go down. All right. Anyway, they're failing. But to make his point, God confuses their languages and then scatters them. Why? So that now you will do what I told you to do, which is diversify. Mm -hmm. Make different people groups, move about, spread, fill the earth. That's amazing. That's what God, I mean. It's the original instructions. It's the original instructions. So, so, so diversity mm -hmm. is not sinful. Come on. It is not wicked. That plain. It is not the result of the fall. Mm -hmm. Listen, now I want to say something. People think that diversity is the result of the fall. Remember that God's command to be fruitful and multiply precedes the fall. That yeah. instruction comes before the fall. Just like, by the way, this is a freebie work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not. <laughs> okay. It changes after the fall work does. And guess what? So does our perception of diversity. Hmm. So listen, so the result of the fall is now either fear of diversity or the worship of it. That's mm. what we're, that we're looking at that wow. right now in our culture yeah. today. The, either the, the result of the fall mm -hmm. is not diversity. The result of the fall is a flawed perception of diversity. You either have a fear of it. Oh, we don't know. Mm. Or you worship it. Yeah, everything. And so then every, everybody, there's no context for it. There's no weight. There's no anchor to it. But listen, diversity is God's idea. Diversity is is the heritage of the church. Diversity is the future of the people of God. And let me That's make it. that plain to you. So if you turn to Revelation, which I'm mm -hmm. going to do. From beginning to end, huh? Come on, man. Like we <laughs> let's start, in the, start in the beginning. Let's just jump on ahead to the end. That's the luxury we have of having the scriptures, right? So we jump to the end. In Genesis, um, in Revelation chapter 7, mm -hmm. verses 9 and 10. All right, so here's the Apostle John. He says, after this, I looked. And behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Let me let me go back up to the top here. Verse nine. After this, I looked. And behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. Now, when you look at that, you're like, man, this is a diverse people group. They have nothing in common. Well, actually, yep, yeah, mm, they do. They do. They are gathered around the throne of, quote, in verse 10, our God. Mm. So what is the unity in the diversity our God. In fact, even they're all dressed alike. They're wearing white robes, but it's not their own robes. It's robes that have been washed in the blood of the lamb. Amen. So it is Jesus Christ that even makes them uniformed in their diversity. Amen. Guys, this is why. This is why I say the world cannot help us. When the church goes out into the world and tries to find tools for like, you know, diversity and all of these things. And when people start saying we need to use things like critical race theory and we need to use their manuals and Ibram X Kendi and whatever, and all of these, I'm like, that is a downgrade of epic proportions. It is so sad to me 
to understand that the Lord, the Lord has given us the tools that we need for diversity, Hmm. for inclusion, (laughs) for equity. I hate to use that word, but okay. Because if you, if you want to talk about things being equal, you want to talk about things being equal. It is the opportunity for all of us to come to Christ. We now, because of what he has done, we have equal opportunity to come to him and be forgiven of our sin. Amen. You want to talk about inclusion? It's whosoever will. Everyone who will come and who will pass through the blood of the lamb. Everyone, everyone who will come, whosoever will, you can be included. Amen. Diversity from every tribe, from every nation, from every tongue. So then the question has to be, well, how do we get to the place where we were afraid of diversity? And how do we get to the place where the church started to pull back? Well, I'm going to speak from our American context, because what we have done is we have exalted the fact that, yes, we are a sovereign nation, which, by the way, please. OK, because some people may not have any of my other presentations <laughs> in the recesses of your mind. So let, yeah. let me just let me holler at you real quick with this Acts 17, 26 and 27. Amen. OK, yeah. the Lord God also is the source of the idea for boundaries. That's right. For borders, for limits to where people should live, when they should live. And he did it for a purpose so that they would seek after him and find him. So then you say, well, Miki, how can God be both for borders and diversity? Because borders do not mean the exclusion of diversity. Even when people cross Mm. borders, like think about this in the Old Testament, right? If you had a sojourner that wanted to like, uh, you know, associate with the children of Israel, They were able to come on board, but they had to adopt their customs and practices. Mm -hmm. They still were different. They still were diverse. Yeah. But there was a commonality. And now they're, if you will, national affiliation. Right. So you can have people come into a nation and say, you know, I want to be an American. And you can take on the customs and you can understand the laws of the land. That doesn't mean that you cease to be the person that you are. Mm -hmm. Diversity is God's idea. It predates the United States of America. Listen, when we allow for our understanding of diversity to be to begin apart from the scriptures, we arrive at something that is um, tilted a little too far in any one extreme uh, direction. Right. So in other words, if we arrive at our understanding of diversity apart from the word of God, we will either worship it which then allows for anything and everything to kind of, you know, get in. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we will fear it because we're like, you know, I, that, that's unknown to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is, but, but if we come to diversity by way of the scriptures and we see how the Bible does not present to us a fear of diversity, but the Bible presents to us order God's plan for humanity, that there would be diverse people groups. And even when they resisted and said that they wouldn't, that we're not going to do it. Guys like, yeah, you are. And makes it so that they have no choice because it's going to be really difficult for us to get the bitumen together or the bitumen (laughs) and, and make the bricks when I can understand what the foreman is saying. That would be, by the way, that'd be a really great excuse not to work. Can you imagine that everybody's like, (laughs) they're making bricks. And then all of a sudden, your foreman <laughs> is telling you how many orders he needs, and you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> but there's more to it than that, right? They're also spread abroad. Like, they, they go according to the languages that they're speaking. That's right. 
So here's what I am saying. I am saying the Bible does not offer us any fear of diversity, only a celebration of God's glorious plan and his righteous design. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Stay there. I'm screaming now, set me on fire, set me on fire, make me a blaze till my heart expire, set me on fire, set me on fire, as I give you praise and lift your name higher, Lord, set me on fire, set me on fire, make me a blaze till my heart expire, set me on fire, set me on fire, as I give you praise and lift your name higher. Don't let them have diversity. Don't mm. let them have diversity. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's the Oracle with Set Me on Fire. Y- you know something that's that's interesting? Uh, just going back to that the rainbow discussion from yesterday as we talk yeah. about. Matt, you know, so it, we talked about how you see diversity in Genesis and you see in Revelation, but even like the rainbow, you know, it comes back mm-hmm. up, you know, in Revelation. In, in Revelation mm-hmm. chapter four, verse three, saying he who was sitting was like uh, a jasper stone and a sardis, sardis uh, in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, like an emerald yes. in appearance around the throne. Yes. Were 24 wow. thrones. And upon the thrones, I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. So it's like, mm. <laughs> you know, the, the throne. And this is also what Ezekiel saw. When he, mm. when he was trying to explain what he saw, mm-hmm. when he's trying to explain the, the glory of God, like he explained that, describing as if as if a rainbow. Like, mm. I mean, it's just amazing, <laughs> but I think there's something to it. Um, the desire, and, and listen, I say this um, for lack of a better way to describe the attempt. Mm-hmm. Man is not robbing God of anything. Right. But But the rebellion. Do you understand what I mean? And as you often describe it with a high hand, a high just sort hand. of the, the, the open rebellion, the, the, I, I don't even know how to feel shame. Right. I don't even know how to be ashamed. Um, but we have the word of God as Christians. My, my, my call to us is that we return to the authority of scripture, mm-hmm. that we don't let the world keep robbing us of things that are ours and diversity is ours. That is Amen. now, look, I want to talk practically here for a second because there are people who will say, well, first, let me give you some information. So one of the things I learned as I was looking into uh, Generation Z, and this is kind of an ongoing thing of mine. I'm, I'm looking at this next generation in part because we have kids that are in this generation, but this is the largest generation. And this generation is going to have a huge impact on this country. There are so many people who are looking at the adults right now and asking, what are we going to do about that person? I'm like, hold up a second. But what about this person coming up the pike yeah. and the, this large group of them? They are going to affect this country. And yet we ignore them yet. You know, we sedate them with pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like we there, we've got to understand. So this is the most diverse generation in the history of this country. And they are immersed in an online world. Now, this is mm-hmm. Barna research. They are immersed in an online world that is the most diverse world that you can imagine. And so here is what the research shows. They are trying to recreate. They want their online life to be reflected in real life. Mm. So what does that mean? That means that when they show up and they feel like, man, why isn't there any diversity here? Mm-hmm. Right. They, they feel like we, the church, the body, we're missing something. The, the world has diversity. But and, and now let me say this too: their definition of diversity, <laughs> Gen Z, has been redefined. Yeah. Because right. we allowed the world to do it. So right. their definition of diversity is not multi-ethnic. 
it's not multicultural, if you will. Mm-hmm. It is uh, gender diversity. So, so when that person comes in and is looking at the church and saying it's not diversity, uh, is that a bad thing or a good thing? Because their definition of it is has been changed. So, should we, you know, acquiesce to that or is, like, like what? No, I think the church should grow. I hate to, I the church should grow organically. Meaning mm-hmm. that the people, the church is made up of the people that surround it, right? Mm-hmm. So the church should grow organically, which means you may, depending on where a church is, you may have a majority of this people group because these are the people who live around here. Yeah. Th- these are the people who are here, right? But in the areas where you've got a diverse population, then it should only stand to reason that mm. the church is diverse. And we see this in Antioch. Yeah. If you look yeah. at Acts chapter 13, because there are some people who will say, so I'm, I am a huge proponent of, I want the world to see that diversity is ours. Okay. That's my position until I die. I want the world to see you guys didn't come up with that idea that came from our God mm. who's revealed himself to us. We know him. You didn't come up with diversity. So then there are people who will accuse the Christians, right? The, oh, that's tokenism. Right. You're, you're saying that you're displaying that's tokenism. Well, Let's also accuse Luke of tokenism, because as Luke goes through Acts in chapter 13, he sure makes, you know, makes certain to point out Simeon, who was called Niger, and then also Lucius of Cyrene, and then also Manaean, who was a lifelong friend of Herod. So he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, well, you know, these people are different. You made your point. You know that people probably who's hearing this may say, like, we shouldn't even be worried about that. Like, why is that even a discussion? You know oh, why? Man. Okay. <laughs> My inclination was to say because God worries about it, but that's wrong. That is theologically <laughs> inaccurate. God is not worried about anything, right? Yeah. But because it is God's idea and anything that we preserve mm. that shows forth the glory of God has to concern us. Mm. God, mm. God gave us diversity. So this tells the this truth doesn't about mean who, that we, who God is. It, it's, amen. It's, it gives us a picture of, you know, what God desires as well. This doesn't mean that we are doing what the world does. And I, I mm. want to be very clear here. This doesn't mean that we're like, okay, so we're going to gather together and um, we're doing, we, okay, we need a black person. We need a white person. I uh, got any women who can do that. What about it? Mm. Does it mean that we are looking for that specifically, but it does mean that we allow for the reflection of what is true. If it's true, if it really exists, then we're not going to obscure that because the world is watching. Uh, So what are we? We are salt and light in this. For example, man, you know, I I look I look to our date nights. We were doing our date nights, man. Some of the most beautiful gatherings that I've ever been a part of. (laughs) Some of the most beautiful gatherings I've ever been a part of. Because when I say, man, I love the body of Christ. I love the diversity in the body of Christ. I'm not talking about black and white. Come on. I'm talking about people from all kinds of languages, man. all kinds of creeds, all kinds of nations. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm telling you, and, and we, you know, we trained and we served under a pastor who used to say, man, look, you guys, right now we have an opportunity to dress rehearsal for eternity. Mm. Just get used to it. You're going to be worshiping alongside people who don't look like you. And this is a beautiful thing. This is a glorious thing. It should be celebrated in the church. But we stepped back away from it, abandoned the post, and then the world stole it. This shouldn't, it shouldn't even be, you know, where we are like, oh, look, great. Our church is diverse. It shouldn't even be a thing. It should be like, of course, it, it, it's like you don't, it's, it's like, of course, Jesus is present, right? Like, <laughs> of course, Jesus is there, mm-hmm. right? 
It should be like, of course, yeah. our church is diverse yeah. in as much as it can be in this wherever we are. Yeah. Right. I mean, because and you're listen, you're not big, looking at. But this is a, I'm just going to say this is a big yeah. conversation because of where we are in this country. And I think, that, you know, the way that we're having it showing that, you know, what God cares about is very, very important because Amen. there have been many of us Christians who have, you know, on that side of fear and, and mm-hmm. like, man, don't even nah, we, we don't worry about that. Like we're not even and, and kind of just shove that on, on the side as a bad thing. And it's not when we go back to the scriptures, like you're saying. You know, and so I know that there are people who are hearing this conversation and are like, oh, okay. Uh, they, they may, you know, feel like, wow, I haven't thought of it that way because those things have, we have allowed those things to be taken away and redefined and then given back to us with this new definition. And yep. the world says, no, nah, you got to act like this, do it like this. And then this. they become toxic. Right. They become toxic and we don't, talk, we don't want to talk about it. So look, I'm going to give you an example of where this particular aspect of this conversation would be irrelevant, would make no sense. So like the underground church in China, like you're not going to be like, where's the diversity, (laughs) right? Like, I'm just like, can we just be like, right? But you will ask questions about people from various socioeconomic statuses, people coming from different parts of the country, people coming from different areas where you say, this is not an exclusive gathering only for this person. So in every context where the church exists, the church is supposed to reflect the holiness of God. Amen. Whosoever will, if you will come to Christ, let him come. If you would be safe, come on. You you come to the cross. Yeah. All right. Let me quickly give the phone number here and we can squeeze in maybe one or two calls. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. I think some of this stuff, because of our history, we've grown really nervous and afraid to talk about, but I'm like, you know, if, um, if, 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 if Simon, if, you know, if he could be called Niger and the, I mean, and like, they're okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm just like, you know, just in case anybody's like, I don't understand me because it means black. (laughs) Just because it means black. Okay. (laughs) Like that was his nickname. And you know, I, I grew up in a neighborhood where that was people's nicknames. Okay. Like it was, it was not even, come on, Will, come on, come yeah, on, yeah. join me, join me. You know that you grew up in a neighborhood where people were nicknamed black, their first name and then black. And, 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 and it wasn't even, nobody was offended, but now we live in a time where everybody's, which by the way, nobody walk up to me and say, Hey, what's up black? Like, don't do that. Okay. Like that's going to be weird. That's going to be awkward. Nobody's going to like that, including me. Okay. But what I'm saying is we have a rich heritage in the body of Christ. And yet the world is mocking us. You, you, mm. you understand diversity Man. is ours. Come on. Come on. It's ours. Come it's on. come from the Lord. And the Lord even shows us ahead of time. He shows us in eternity that this is not something that's going to be abolished. Like you should not be standing around being like, man, I can't wait for the day when we just all are the same. <laughs> <laughs> the sameness is being in Christ. Amen. Our God, our God, our God, that's right. White robes, Come on. white robes washed in the blood. That's why they're white. They're purified. <laughs> All right. Will the great, where do we go? All right. Let's go to Joe in Oregon. Hi, Joe. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, I wanted to make a comment about the rainbow thing you were talking about uh, on yesterday's program and a little sure. bit today. You were saying that, it belongs to Christians as a symbol. And I just wanted to point out that 
you know, a, a rainbow is just a naturally occurring phenomenon. It, it appears all over the world, and it, it, you know, it doesn't belong to anybody. Anyone can use it for whatever symbol or purpose they want. So, how do you, how do you, you know, how, how would you say that? That it, it belongs, belongs to Christians. To a certain group, and no one else can use it. Yeah, that's a that's a really excellent question, Joe. So the point that I'm making here is that while it's a naturally occurring phenomenon, as you describe it, yeah, it can be described or explained scientifically. The Bible tells us that God placed it in the sky. God mm -hmm. placed it in the clouds. So when I say that it belongs to Christians, I'm saying that it is from the Christians, God. It is it is what God has given as a sign to his people right? That all will know this is, this was to Noah and to future generations that all would know that God is not going to destroy the earth again with a flood. He is mm -hmm. not going to deluge the earth again. So it is the Christians God who has placed this bow in the clouds. Now that presumes, or that assumes that we believe the Bible to be 100% accurate and reliable so that even though we have this as we would describe it as a scientific or a natural naturally occurring um, event it also the Bible tells us the genesis for the naturally occurring event just like reproduction is something that happens naturally but we know the genesis of it that mm. God made man that God made woman that's the beginning of it. So the beginning of the appearance or the appearing of the rainbow is God placing it in the clouds as a sign of his covenant. Mm -hmm. So when I say it belongs to the Christian, I'm saying it belongs to the Christian's God. It is God's sign to those who would put their faith and their trust in him that the, these things are true that he actually did those things. Now, you're absolutely right, Joe. Anybody can use it for whatever purpose they want. But as a Christian, I'm not going to run from the post. Yeah. I'm not going to start saying, ooh, the rainbow's toxic. So people can do whatever they want with it, but we know the real genesis of it as Christians. That's what I'm saying. All right, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Shay in Texas. Hi, Shay. Hi, how are you? I'm doing Hello. good. Yeah, I don't understand what you guys are trying to get across. I mean, I, I am part of what you guys call the Rainbow Nation, okay? And I was raised as a believer, and I am just as much as a believer as any of you two sitting there, okay? What's My the Rainbow Nation, Shay? What Can you tell me what the Rainbow yeah, Nation they, is? I am, I, I am a lesbian, okay? Okay. And my father was a Baptist minister, Okay. They planted that seed in me to be that believer, but I don't understand where you guys are saying that anybody stole anything, okay? But the thing that my father told me as a child growing up and knowing the way that I was, he would often tell me that if anybody tried to judge me for who and what I am, you tell them to sweep around their own front door because everybody has a little dirt in front of their door. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Shay. And let me jump in and let me say this. You're absolutely right. And the dirt is only swept away in the Lord Jesus Christ. So no one gets to come and keep their sin. You can come as you are, but right. you will not stay as you are. Right. And look, when we look at what the Bible condemns as sin, when we look at God's case against humanity, you read Romans chapter one. It is not only homosexuality that is listed right. there. So I'm not signaling you out. But what I am saying is that we really have not made a flag for the adulterer mm. we have not made a at least not yet a flag <laughs> well i was okay let me go to something else because i think they're working on this one based on my research 
What I'm saying is that we are witnessing a declaration of rebellion against God that is normalized in our culture. So I think the difference between me and you, Shay, is that I would go to the word of God as an errant and the Bible makes no place, allows no space for a homosexual Christian. It is condemned along with adultery and along with lying. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.